0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers will receive more Betfred Cup semi-final tickets After the SPFL took back some of Aberdeen's allocation The Ibrox side confirmed Kyle Lafferty will not be available on Sunday But does have an international future And Celtic will face one of their toughest fixtures of the season on Saturday According to Simon Donnelly I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Mark Wilson well it's great to be back Gordon And like you just touched on there How many talking points It seems like we've been away for ages But in the meantime We've had two new managers in We've got the farce of the semi-final Ongoing again with Aberdeen's tickets And we've got some cracking fixtures None more so than Celtic v Hibs Celtic part on Saturday Thoroughly looking forward to the talking points and this weekend You're Gordon Dale Welcome back to domestic football Because I mentioned a couple of headlines there We've got two massive injuries uh, For Hearts We're going to hear from you Dundee boss Jim McIntyre Oren Kearney's got concerns About the size of his squad It is all happening Yeah it's all happening And Mark touched on I think it'll be a terrific game At Celtic Park Full house against A very good Hibs side And Neil Lennon The one thing I'll say about him Every time he goes to Celtic Park Or Ibrox Unlike most managers they don't, He doesn't sit in he believes in his players, he goes in attacks and it's entertaining games. But you're also looking at Hearts League leaders lost two important players today, Gordon, against an Aberdeen team for me that has to start picking up points. And then you look, will Dundee get a reaction after sacking their manager, bringing in a new manager? I think a great weekend ahead. Right, give us a call. Let us know what's on your mind as domestic football comes back around. 01419511025. And if you would rather tweet, then you can do so at Clyde SSB on Twitter. So get get your thoughts in on any of today's big talking points. Uh, we could kick off anywhere, really. Let's go for the tickets, shall we? Um, Aberdeen have had their allocation reduced due to poor sales. Now, this was a big talking point on the phones. Last night, lots of Aberdeen fans phoning in to stick up for their club, as you would expect, and, you know, and say, not our problem, so to speak. Rangers fans, on the other hand, disappointed to be missing out. So, initially, the Pataudry Club were given 20,300 tickets by the SPFL, and now, so far, they've only sold 9,000. Uh, you don't need me to tell you that's not that close to 20,000. Uh, so, it's now been cut to just under 15,000, with some fans who've already... Got tickets having to be relocated So this now means that there will be a chance For an extra couple of thousand to be sold to Rangers fans Aberdeen issued a statement today uh, Basically saying, you know, strong initial sales um, But given the current figures The SPFL recorded less than 100 being sold today mm. So that gives you an idea of the way things were going The SPFL have now taken back certain sections Of the East Stand In return, the SPFL will issue the club With an additional allocation of seats In the South Stand, Upper and Lower Tickets uh, 01419511025 Aberdeen fans You were you were very uh, you, you know you were queuing up To defend your club last night You can keep doing it Give us a call Rangers fans Are you pleased That you might have a, a chance now To buy some more tickets it's, it's, um, Arranging this semi-final Has <laughs> ah, been uh, One what, thing what after next? another Hasn't it What next with us um, But it is a bit Embarrassing for Aberdeen After them coming out And having a go At the, the kick-off time And their fans travelling And then After that it came, well, we want a fair share of the tickets And, you know, the SPFL says, okay, on you go And then not selling them Now Aberdeen have have had a decent 
travelling support for years and they've turned up in decent numbers but there's a reason why the SPFL give Rangers and Celtic the majority of the tickets when it comes to Hamden because there is a need for them their fans snap them up rapidly and there's a demand for even more so it's just starting to bug me now that these clubs and it's every club that go oh we want a fair share but they don't sell them you know and it's unfair on a lot of Celtic Rangers fans who who would snap them up straight away but they don't get the opportunity to they may a portion of them might get the opportunity now but these clubs if they're wanting a fair share they need to be sure that they're going to sell them and it's, it's backfired in Aberdeen so far yeah I think it's a poor show 9,000 I'm, I'm astonished by that Gordon uh, usually Aberdeen I know it's a long way to come on a Sunday and money and I, I totally understand that but usually Aberdeen have got better support than that Agree with Martin, disagree with them slightly. I think that at the beginning, they're entitled, whoever you are in that semi-final, to get your fair share of the tickets. I think what's happened is they've brought the tickets back now. It goes out to the Rangers supporters, so everybody's a winner. So you, Aberdeen fans can't argue. Rangers fans can't argue. They've got the tickets back. Go and buy them, and they'll have the majority of the support. But is there an argument then that it should go or home attendances should be taken into consideration. Now, I know Motherwell and well, Pataudry haven't do got... Have a big, but they, they, do, they certainly but, have more than 9,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I mean, they, I mean, what's the what's the, the capacity of Pataudry? Because when I when I watch Aberdeen play at Pataudry, very rarely, very rarely, do I see Pataudry sold out. And I'm talking when Celtic and Rangers go there. And, I mean, games against Rangers, that rivalry... It's still no sold out. I mean, we but watch you still games and you still can be fair, Marty. You can still turn around and say, "Right, we're giving you every opportunity. You've got a closing date. If you've not sold them, and look at the ticket sales now, bring them back." And the Rangers well, that, that, are that, that, that perhaps is is the point though, because this goes back to the problem we had yesterday, if you like, where if you sell them in a certain way, and you start to, to sell them, you know, fr- from one end, if you like, you can then see how many you're going to sell, and you give the spare ones back. And the other club gets the option of them Much like what Motherwell did in the cup finals last year mm-hmm. Aberdeen though, felt they wanted to look after their own fans If you like So they started selling the, the tickets with the best views first Which meant there was a, a problem Because you can't then give tickets back Due to, to segregation yeah. problems yeah. So I think overall Regardless of which team is involved Because we can all point the finger at Aberdeen or whoever it is Surely going forward it's all about learning lessons from this and just trying to either bring in a rule which prevents it or a better level of communication. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, with these fixtures, there's so many lessons to be learned from the top uh, our organisation and the SPFL, how they run the fixtures, to clubs like you say, uh, like Aberdeen, and even down to the fans, who a lot of fans have said, we support our team through thick and thin and we want to see them at major events. Yet only 9,000 turn up You know So um, As you say Lessons to be learned In all levels And it's getting to the stage now That I just want These fixtures to come Quickly Get them out of the way And move on to the final Whoever's in it Right Rangers fans Let's hear from you How pleased are you That you have the chance Perhaps to to buy a ticket If you missed out the first time And Aberdeen fans What do you make then uh, Of this from your perspective Maybe you're disappointed That your team's only managed to Shift 9,000 tickets Or maybe in fact You're still sticking up for your team Let us know either way 0141 951 1025 John is a Rangers fan in Dreghorn What's your take on this ticket situation John? 
good evening, panel. Hello. Um, my take on it is fairly straightforward. Um, I think Aberdeen uh, Football Club, I'm kind of getting a bit sick of the hypocrisy that comes out of the club every time they have a, a semi-final uh, spot against either Rangers or Celtic. I've watched quite a lot of Scottish football on a Rangers season tackle holder, but whenever you see Rangers or Celtic playing Aberdeen at Padre, they can't even fill their own stadium against the big two when it's a home game. So why do they think they're allowed to come out with the arrogance um, that they deserve a fair allocation of the tickets when they can't even take up 100% of their own tickets in their own stadium? Because sometimes, see if it's a semi-final and a final. Yeah, I've been there at both semi-final and final as a manager and you look over and you've got thousands of Air United supporters. You go to the next home game and you're talking 3,000 and you're looking thinking, where are they every week? Every second week at home It's just one of those occasions That people sometimes take their families along Take whatever You know it's a semi-final It's a day out I I just think the easiest way And the simplest way To cut out the argument Gordon I think you touched on it If Aberdeen The minute they're in the semi-final There's your tickets Give them a date But make sure they sell the tickets In such a way When the other tickets come back then the Rangers mm. fans can go and buy them. Yeah, surely it's to do with the process, Mark, because I do take John's point, but every club has the right to stick up for their own fans and try and get as many as possible. But as long as you do it in such a way then that that, that people don't miss out and you get to the, the end game in, in the best possible way. Yeah, I suppose it but like Because I, I mean, kinda go back to my point. John's John's in total alignment with the point I made. Aberdeen uh, I just made it five minutes ago. That you watch them against Rangers and Celtic at home And they can't fill their stadium yeah, Now their stadium is 22,000 So Aberdeen asked for 20,300 tickets I mean that's almost You're doing a bit of Google in there? No, no, I just Yeah, you uh, did no, I, just, I just remembered <laughs> <laughs> I remember the season See, to be fair <laughs> See, to be fair It's called research No, it's called just you Googling might, You might want to do some sometime But yeah. why? Why when he, he didn't know the Exactly, uh, so he's thinking on his feet I'm And he's finding out Because I've asked me I'd oh, have you done. Yeah, I, I, Did you have a play at Petardry actually? Yeah, yeah. I uh, That was the only time I've ever missed a penalty Was at Petardry But what I'm saying is They want almost the majority Of their full stadium To go to that semi-final But but that, but as, as Gordon says, that's not uncommon. Though I'm not saying that makes it right, but that's not uncommon because loads of clubs get to big showpiece events, and th- and I know it's in hindsight, perhaps it looks ridiculous but, on this yeah, occasion. But Celtic Rangers, let's be honest, Celtic Rangers would want close to a hundred percent of their full stadium capacities to go to Hamden, but they can sell, they can back that up, they could sell fifteen, sixty thousand for Hamden if they got the opportunity. But teams like Aberdeen who moan about it. And say no we want half and half Because it's not fair It's biased towards the Glasgow clubs And then they can't sell it Come on And I understand what you're saying The process How they dish out the tickets I totally agree with that But I mean clubs mm. sometimes I think they still think There's this bias Towards Celtic and Rangers But when it comes to attendances It's the truth Celtic and Rangers can sell The rest of the clubs Struggle to get to that level John Did, did you try and get a ticket In the first place? I'm actually unfortunately away uh, that weekend, but I would have got a ticket. But I disagree strongly with Gordon's point about you know Air United and whatever else. And with all due respect to the, the smaller clubs, it is a kind of day out for them and very few and far between that they get there. But you've never been lording it for the last few years, saying you know we're the second best team in Scotland. But they've hardly even got the second best support at home. Yeah, but I, th- I still think that f- for fairness and. 
Mark's making points about you know Rangers and Celtic can't sell. Of course they can. You could give them fifty thousand for Hamden, they'd sell it tomorrow morning. But I think it's for fair to give the smaller clubs, as John said, the opportunity for everybody that wants to go to the game because their team's there. So give them the opportunity, put them in the corner or wherever around the you know the side. Take the tickets back. Rangers fans buy them. I just think that's a fair way. And I, I played it Petardi a few times. <laughs> just to let you know. The only ground you missed a penalty on. Yeah, you? Snared. what a say. I'll never forget. How Who was that for? Wraith uh, Rollers. Do, right? you know, do you know the reason I knew that? Is because Gordon and I did a promotional penalty shoot for some uh, I can't even remember the reason not not too long ago and he, t- he turned up and you know what he's like he's not shy is he and he says I only missed one penalty in my career oh, Theo Snelders he was giving it big licks before he started he was hopeless <laughs> absolutely <laughs> hopeless so I've never forgotten that fact uh, oh the call just disappeared but Scott is also on the line though in Barmulloch Aberdeen fans let's hear from you let's get both sides of the argument 01419511025 Scott's in Barmulloch first hi Scott Fan there. No, don't you I'm worry, Scott. Oh, come on, Scott. <laughs> Keep it polite. Even if yeah, even the Aberdeen fans take sheep to the game with them, mate. You've seen them. I've seen them. Right. Anyway. Let's move on from livestock and right, get okay. on to tickets right, if we right. can. Alright. Um, this the, the fiasco that is the usual that happens every single year. Um, even when they'll find it through together, ticket allocations. My, my, my view on it is, and I might be biased, Aberdeen have a stadium, and Mark Wilson called it right for me, have a stadium that holds 20,000 fans, give them 20,000 tickets. St Mirren have a stadium that holds 10,000 fans, give them 10,000 tickets, and, vice, and, and so on and so forth, and you'll get my gist on it, right? Why should an alienated or a Falker or a St Mirren fan, or sorry, we're not calling them a fan, they like to see their club win, because they don't go to the games. So, why should there be when a cup final comes along that 20,000 St Mirren fans can go? There are only 3,000, 4,000 go every week. Yet a Celtic fan that goes every second week, or Rangers fan that has, goes every second week and puts money into Scottish football, is allowed not to go because the guy and his mom and his sister and his auntie all want to go to the game and they can get four tickets. You tell me who's best for Scottish football. The fans that go week in, week out, are the guys that go once a year. So you tell me, you tell me, Scott, the, the Rangers fans, yeah. say they get to the final, semi-final, you're telling me that there's not fans in there that don't go to the game. They only go to the... But I know guys, and I've known them for years, will only go to the big games. So where's your argument? I would say, hold on a minute, I would say that's that's very slim pickings with Celtic and Rangers fans. But it's, it's that, the same that thing, go, I'm not going week in, week out, but I'll go to a semi-final or a final. Yes, do you know no people that do that? Not really, no. The, the majority of people, you, right, the majority of people, Celtic Rangers fans I know, do go to the majority of the games. Yeah, two seconds, Scott. None you go. Yeah. I'll, tell, I'll tell you what, Gordon, that's yeah. absolute rubbish, mate. No, it's not me. To get a ticket, get a ticket for the cup semi-finals or the finals, you've got to be a season ticket holder at Celtic and Rangers. You cannot buy a ticket with the club unless you go hospitality. So that argument for you is shot down, me. One hundred percent. There's not been a there's not been a general Celtic the public for a Celtic or a Rangers bill. I'm, I'm going to say Celtic especially for years. Well, well, years. well, here's here's my and I know this for a fact, Scott. Right? Here's my argument back to you. People get tickets and they take their mates along with them that haven't been. Week in and week out to Rangers and Celtic. 
Mark's making the point that probably not that many. You might you might know a guy. <laughs> that doesn't mean he's representative I know, I know of one the... or two. <laughs> <laughs> Name names. But the gist of this full argument is simple. Ranger, if if Aberdeen have sold nine, say they go ten thousand, right? Rangers fans are going to go what over thirty thousand? Because I think you keep so many for hospitality. What is the problem? It gives everybody an opportunity. For Aberdeen Who are in the semi-final And deserve to be treated The mm. same way As any other club On Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, Simon Pettigrew Has probably Got the most important point Of the night He says I'm stuck working in Birmingham Myself And all that's keeping me going Is anticipation of tonight's Beat the pundit Right, Thank you to Scott and Barmullock So much to get through tonight uh, Let's We're going to deal with The Kyle Lafferty situation Rangers confirming uh, That he won't be available On Sunday And what a fantastic fixture as well Celtic against Hibs So let's talk football Coming up after the travel With Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Get the result You deserve Talk to Thompsons.com It's Mark Wilson and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Give us a call If you've got anything to add to the ticket situation Or if you would like to move on and talk about Whatever else Celtic against Hibs this week perhaps Kyle Lafferty's situation Hearts injuries uh, The list is endless tonight So much going on On Twitter we're at Clyde SSB um, on Twitter, uh, Lewis McInnesy says the fans that this is for Gordon only. It's you know it's like male FAO got not definitely you. Uh, the fans that only go to semis and finals are not real fans. They don't deserve to go to these games when you've got real fans missing out who brace the cold and spend X amount of money every week to follow their team. Right. So yes. we, hold on. Uh, well, we'll get, hold we'll get on. back to it. Let's take it. Right. Oh, I was going to take another call. It's disappeared. Don't you go in? Right. Well, give us your words the of the real um, fans like wisdom. Rangers fans and Celtic fans who go forty nine fifty thousand every. Second week, right? So you don't want them to miss out. So give them all the tickets because you don't want them to miss out. Where's the, where's the opposition fans? Yeah, so somebody has to miss out. Correct. Is that your point? Yes. Okay. Yeah, but is it not about limiting then the, the number of people who do? I get back to the same thing I said at the start of the show. Give them the tickets. You know they're not going to sell them anyway. Put them in a corner or round of wherever. The tickets come back. Like I, think that, I think that's, I think that's the point. It, you're, re, you're rewriting history a bit. They but didn't know they problem? weren't going to sell them because that, that's the whole point. But they still come back to Rangers supporters now. So I don't see. They've got to have the opportunity. But Rangers, my point was Rangers fans could have missed out on the opportunity. The, the tickets come around They didn't get their allocation They go and book a holiday Or go and uh, Anyway Aberdeen can The Rangers fan Juno's book well, a, well, a holiday Big Tam is going to Spain <laughs> <laughs> But the tickets come back out On sale And Big Tam is going on holiday He's going I've booked a holiday I can't go Where's he going? There we go He's watching it in the telly In Where's the pub in Spain now <laughs> Honestly you two That's a Don't want to dwell on the ticket situation too long So if you've got thoughts Let's do it quickly And we'll try and get round some of the other stories tonight James is an East Kilbride James kick us off with your thoughts on the tickets And then we'll move on Hi guys how's it going? Good thanks Um, Good stuff Yeah first of all um, Gordon I'm 100% with you And Mark You know I'm actually really really shocked at your attitude Considering it was a a sort of semi-provincial club that that kind of helped you start in your career. The point is about the tickets and 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 it being fifty fifty. If a game if a game's in two weeks time, doesn't matter if it's Ross County, Dundee United, or Rangers, everyone gets fifty fifty. 
you've all got 10 days to sell your tickets and it gets done in an organised clock way, clock kind of um, fashion like Motherwell did it. And if you don't sell your tickets, it all goes back. How, how is that hard to organise? That's my first point. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that is fair. But then I suppose some of the examples, James, I'm sure you would concede, you know, Aberdeen are They've perhaps made this theory look a bit ridiculous By only shifting 9,000 But Aberdeen are clearly one of the bigger clubs If it was a, a Ross County or whatever it may be th- There's no point in starting with a, a 25,000 allocation, is there? No, it's you're missing we're, we're, we, we all support our clubs But we're all football fans here Football's about community, surely You know, and so everybody does this, Like the last caller, the, the boy from Burbank <coughs> Or St Mirren, only 3,000 and that Ross County, Dundee United, St Mirren. That it's 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 a it's a community mm-hmm. for the community. Yeah. Everybody should get the chance. The aunties, the mums, the dads that don't like football, all the friends and old school friends should all get the opportunity to go to Hamden and see their team. But, and it's a simple way of organising it. You've got ten days to sell your tickets. You don't, and they all go back. That's an interesting slant on it. To be fair, Mark, because I mean, obviously, I get the other side of it. Where if if you if you go week in week out, mm-hmm. you're going to feel hard done by if you yeah. miss out. But but what about what about fans who perhaps get this opportunity to go to a cup final, go fall in love with the club, fall in love with the game, and, and then that that helps grow supporter bases. Is is that is there any? Any sense in that side of it, James? Is I suppose there will aspect. be a lot of instances out there through history that that's happened. Young boys been taken to to cup finals and fell in love with with things. Okay, I get that side of it, but come on, James, you just says I mean dads who who don't even like football should have the chance to buy tickets over somebody who perhaps spends four hundred, five hundred pound a season ticket, falls their team away from home every week, you know and. You know, wants to go to a semi-final Yet He has to give up his ticket Because It's went to Somebody who's only interested In going to Hamden To see a semi-final Or a final Come on How's that You says we're all football fans here That's not football fans Rangers and Celtic And Aberdeen and that They'll always be in games Uh, There's be a semi-final Every other year The point is Is that Football Football's more than a, A semi-final and everything like that. It's 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 a it's for the community and it's part of the part of the country's culture. Well, listen, I get that then. Well, why why not use that and football's part of the community to fill the home stadiums to go to the games? You know, it, it doesn't well, have to pay four hundred quid for a season ticket. Then. They could pay fifteen quid to go. Say it's, just say it's a, a Falkirk. They can pay and go and see Falkirk in their home stadium, fall in love with the club there on a wet Saturday afternoon. Rather than say, I tell you what, we'll go to our national stadium and wait till there's a chance of glory and do it. I mean, that's the other side of the but argument. What, what Why wait to, to a semi final? What happens to an ordinary fan now in the financial world, Mark, that can't afford to go, unfortunately? Loves his club, but can't afford to go and pay money week in and week out, and an opportunity comes along and he gets a chance mm. to take it. Right, okay. Uh, I think we're close to going round in circles on the, the ticket situation. Debbie uh, is a. Big David is, is, is on Twitter saying Mullow did it the right way for the cup finals last season Sold their allocation section by section Ensuring they can hand the tickets back Too many other clubs sell randomly And you end up with gaps James, since you're a Rangers fan on the line uh, Let me get your thoughts on this Kyle Lafferty situation So uh, the, the breaking news this afternoon Is that Rangers have confirmed that he will be unavailable 
uh, For the Hamilton game They're saying that he does still have an international future This is after Northern Ireland invoked FIFA's five day rule So a statement read uh, Rangers can confirm Kyle Lafferty will not be available for the match against Hamilton uh, Talks have now been held among all parties Rangers understands the position of the Irish FA Kyle did not comply fully with international protocol But remains available for international selection What do you make of it James? Well, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mind last week, Mark, you, you were talking good about um, when you were injured uh, in the squad and whatnot. You, see, see if people are injured, then they're injured and whatnot. But the rules are then if you're called into a squad and then uh, you can't play through injury, I don't think you should be able to not play in the next game. I know there's a kind of little thing of, oh, he doesn't play on the Tuesday, but he turns up every Saturday like that Ryan Fraser but you never know it might be a dead leg or something that he can recover from in five days but I think as it stands rules are rules I, I would tend to 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 kind of agree with it and mm. and maybe it's just you have to go with it to be honest I wouldn't be if I was Rangers I wouldn't be sort of starting a big thing with the, the Northern Irish FA and saying oh come on this is out of order you know there has to be some sort of rules to mm try and keep things square you know I think what's so interesting about this one clearly is that it doesn't happen very often no. I can't think of too many I, up here I mean I looked at did a bit of digging I think it was Matip the, the Liverpool defender yeah. that was one example I could find but certainly up here don't I think thought I've it was, seen it too I long recently it Gordon uh, that rule because yeah, it was, it was uh, in the 90s you saw it ah, more often ah. do you like the rule Mark do you think it's fair um, no because listen I don't think a player would fake injury and or anything like that And see when I hear something like that, I, I think there's a bit of bad blood there Between the national team and, and the player And it might not be the case But I just hear it and I go Well I know he couldn't play for you James just hit the nail on the head I know he couldn't play on the Tuesday But that doesn't mean on a Friday or a Saturday Especially with a Sunday game mm. you, you might have recovered And I just thought the relationship With Kyle Lafferty in Northern Ireland And what he's achieved for them And what he's done for them it might have just been a case of okay, you couldn't have played for us, but we want you back fit. We want you back playing top class football. Go and play for your club side. So I was, I mean, I'm hugely surprised because, like I say, I thought it was all over and done with. But I just thought the relationship between him and his manager might have just been able to scrap that and move on and let him play. We'll look forward to hearing Stephen Gerrard's take on it tomorrow when he does mm-hmm. his, his press conference. Gordon, I wonder how much emphasis we should we should put on the, the final line I think it was of Rangers statement where it says Kyle did not comply fully with international protocols so that's Rangers own statement um, because I think everyone's right you know you, you, just because you're injured one day doesn't mean that in five days time yeah. but may, maybe that international protocol why not turn up get the national team doctor to look at you and then he says you're unfit yeah, and that's, you go back. that's, and then a, that, that's it, the way he should have went about his business, Gordon. And presumably, and again, I, I am reading between the lines. I'll admit that. Presumably, you don't then land up in this situation. Yeah, yeah. You you declare yourself unfit. The doctor takes a box, and away you go. Um, I, I, I'm with Martin. This one for for a change. It's it's sad for the lad because he's he's done very well for uh, his national team and. Um, He's missed this game and all of a sudden on Sunday he's having to sit out. And Rangers have put that statement out. Very honest statement, you must say. And uh, it will be interesting to hear a Rangers manager's comments tomorrow. But rules are rules, as everybody says. But uh, I just feel a bit sorry for a player that pulls out of a game and then four, four or five days later he can't play. And unfortunately he's not allowed to. But as we say, rules are rules. Um 
James is still on the line Just before I get back to him What about the, the other line in Rangers statement Which says that Kyle Lafferty remains available For international selection Is that perhaps a sign mark that this relationship Which you think could be a bit frayed at the moment Might be able to be repaired Because you've seen a lot of people on social media mm. Speculating in the last day or so Saying well this will probably be the end of Kyle Lafferty's international career But Rangers are, are not going yeah. that far at Yeah moment. well uh, I think the the opinion we're most interested in hearing Is probably Kyle Lafferty's about that Because he's the only one that can can decide I've no doubt that Northern Ireland Will want to call him up He's been a top player for them for years Scored crucial goals And been a big part of everything good that they've done So I think they will call him up again It's whether Kyle Lafferty feels a bit aggrieved about mm. it But like I say Gone Sandy he seems to be a guy who loves playing for his country So I guess he will But I just think it's poor I mean a box ticking exercise To go and tell the doctor in person I mean what Did I not trust Rangers doctor To have examined Kyle Lafferty And saying Like he's not fit There's no point in Travelling over to Ireland To get checked out And travel then But you know mm. That's what it seems like And it's a bit You know a bit uh, it's silly uh, After everything he's done For the country James in terms of the impact On Rangers I mean he misses one game He misses the game Against Hamilton I've seen The theory out there That if he's got A slight Achilles problem He wouldn't have played On the artificial surface anyway Who knows But what type of impact Do you think it'll have This weekend Look um, You know All all respect to, to Aki's You know They do a great uh they, they do a great job The boy Boy Canning and that They, they really stick it out and, and fair play to them But if I'm right honest, I think we'll be all right. You know, I think I, I don't know if Kyle's that going to be that big a miss um, for Sunday. I think it's I think we're almost lucky in a way. Again, no disrespect to any Aki's fans that are listening, but um, it, it could have been you know maybe possibly harder games. You know, um, so I, I think I, I don't think it's a, a huge a huge deal. I think it's actually a story. Like it's created, I don't think there's much in it. The rules are the rules are the rules and whatnot. I don't think Kyle, I don't think Kyle Laffey's going to make, you know missing's going to make a difference uh, on Sunday, not at all. But can I just jump back to the point there about the Rangers doctor and the and the Ireland doctor and whatnot? Yep. How, how hard is it to organise? Uh, like what uh, Mark was saying there a minute ago, if, if you've if you're injured on a Tuesday or whatever, you can maybe play on a Sunday. How hard is it to organise to just say? Aye, he's no fit the night, but he might be fit on thingy. How hard is that to organise? Why does it need mm. to be a big five day ban? A lot. Of the, again, I, I, like I just touched on, a lot. Of it's a box ticking exercise where the doctors, well, at national, that's the official word, isn't yeah, it? well, national teams like to have their place, like to see all the players, and like to examine them and say, okay, I'll mm. give you my stamp of approval. You aren't fit, and it's like James is saying, what's wrong with a phone call between two doctors? I know protocol, but come on, pick up a phone. Look, my medical opinion, he'll not make the game on Tuesday. He's got a slight chance for Sunday. Okay. How easy would that be? I suppose there's always background circumstances, Gordon. We've heard about the timing of the phone call. The reason for that, mm -hmm. we simply do not know. It was quite late at night. Kyle Lafferty phones Michael O'Neill. Um, we know that Northern Ireland, having achieved so much in the last couple of years, now in a bit of a difficult spell. They were short on strikers. It was big game. I, I wonder just how much it all... It all sort of boiled up and, and created a, an extra frustration for Michael O'Neill. I, I think it did. Um, you know, when you put all the facts together, Gordon, like you just uh, done there, um, I think it obviously did make a, an effect in Northern Ireland's decision. 
So it's it's a sorry one, but um, I'm sure Lafferty will be back in the next squad. Right, ex-Celtic midfielder Simon Donnelly says the Hoops will face one of their toughest fixtures on the calendar this weekend when Hibs come to town. So Celtic fans, Hibs fans, do you agree? Let's hear from you. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Win the compensation you deserve Talk to Thompson's.com It's Mark Wilson and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard If you want to get in touch You've got two options You can tweet at Clyde SSB Or give us a call on the phone lines as well Let's look ahead to some of the weekend's fixtures Some absolute crackers We've all been a bit uh, down About the international break It's great to have some good league fixtures Coming back around So let's hear from Fulham former Celtic midfielder Simon Donnelly he says the game against Hibs will be one of the toughest on the calendar for the Hoops Neil Lennon's side are a point above Celtic at the moment remember uh, but Donnelly feels the Hoops will use will look to use their impressive performances before the break against St Johnson uh, and try and kick on from there by the way they'll, they'll need to be at their levels against the Hibs team that I've been impressed with this season at the weekend you know I'm looking forward to the game uh, working at the park on Saturday and I think Hibs have been one of the most impressive teams to watch uh, even last season but Neil seem to lose a few players and just bring other ones in and they keep moving forward so they're, they're a good team to watch and it'll be a test for Celtic at the weekend but as you quite rightly say there in the back of the, the great performance at McDermott there's signs there that Celtic have turned that wee corner form wise uh, so it'll be a good game at the weekend I think I've, I've said that earlier on I think they're a victim of their, their own high standards you know over the last two seasons uh, they have a little dip and everybody wants to jump on them and that's just that just comes with the territory of being champions. Uh, but everything that's been thrown at Celtic or, or questioned over the last few campaigns they've answered. Uh, they had a really difficult tie up at McDermott in the League Cup that they came through against St Johnson. And then they blew them away in the league. Uh, so, as I say, there's, there's wee signs there that they're turning domestically. Celtic fans, how tough a test will Hibs provide on Saturday? Uh, Hibs fans, can you go there and get a win? 0141 951 1025. Um, certainly. Recent form, Gordon, suggests it's going to be a cracker. You look at the, the meetings last side, I think they met five times, didn't they? Hibs managed two draws and a win, was it, against Celtic last season? Um, so, on paper, it certainly looks like a good one. The, the, the one thing that any supporter going along to Celtic Park on Saturday will get will be entertaining, good football. Because Neil Lennon rebuilt his Hibs side after losing key players last season. He's doing a terrific job, sitting a point above Celtic. Celtic's starting to... Got up the gears a little bit James Forrest The four goals Up at St Johnston uh, Full house Great atmosphere I think it'll be An absolute ter- Terrific Game of football Because the one thing I like about Hibs No matter where they go They don't change their style They try and play Their biggest problem is Sometimes they're too open And they lose goals But I love watching them Because they've got good players They've got good pace In the team that can Really really give you problems but Celtic at Celtic Park is a hard, hard task. Yeah, like Gordon says, our Hibs seem to fear nobody at the minute. I mean, going forward, they're terrific. They've got pace. They've got creativity. You know, now from set pieces, they've got a guy who can score for 25 yards uh, from the dead ball. So that's a threat. Um, so they'll go there and have a go. I mean, I was at some of the games last year. Terrific to watch. None other than the, the 2-2 at Celtic Park. It was, it was a fantastic game. And they had that belief when they went behind to come back and, and get back into the game. And uh, it was a terrific spectacle. The thing I agree with Simon Donnelly is it looks like Celtic are back to their best. Last last week, or should I say 10 days or whenever ago it was against St. Johnson, they were absolutely terrific. And if they play like that, 
I don't think Hibs have got a chance Even if Hibs play at the top of their game If Celtic play that way Guys like James Forrest And you know if, uh, And Cham You know Plays like a Cal McGregor Maybe back to his best Then Celtic will Beat them No doubt But like Gordon It's going to be a terrific game With plenty of goals No doubt Because if All the other fixtures Have uh, to go by uh, there'll be plenty of goals in this one. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Just how tough a fixture is this for Celtic? Or do you just look at the seven nil victory against St Johnson and expect a home win? You tell us. Alec is a Celtic fan on the line. What are your thoughts going into this one, Alec? Uh, obviously, I'm glad domestic football is back because for the last couple of weeks we've been listening to everybody mumping on about Scotland. And knowing about the, the ticket allocation or whatever else, so now we're back to talking about real football. Uh, I'm looking forward to going to the game on Saturday. Uh, one, we obviously Hibs are going to come out. They're not going to sit in. They're not going to fling five, to two banks of five across the back line and try and, try and sneak a draw. I'm team teams I'm keeping to sell it part this season, including Rangers in that. So at least everybody who's going to the game on Saturday, we're going to be able to sit there, whether it's Two each, three two, three one. One thing it's guaranteed, you're going to get a game of football, and that's all you ever want as a fan going to the game. Alec, I agree with you because I do most of the Celtic games at Celtic Park, and I have done for a long time. And you sit there sometimes, and I love my football, but you get bored because you see the opposition team coming, parking the bus. The great uh, phrase, parking the bus, try to hit Celtic on the break, and try to grab something. And Celtic have got all the possession. Alex, right? The one thing Neil Lennon has got this Hibs team doing is playing good football. They've got good players. Mark touched on a great point there. They've got great threats from set plays with Malin. Um, they've got great pace in the, the flanks that can cause Celtic problems. I think we're in for a terrific game of football because Celtic, you know, after the, the the drubbing they gave St Johnston, James Forrest scoring four goals, Griffiths taking time off. Uh, international duty Working his fitness I just think We're in for a cracker I mean can that Play into The Celtic's hands Stylistically Mark I mean I know Hibs Are obviously a very good side But Celtic's Main problem Probably Has been breaking down Stubborn yeah. teams This yeah. season I wonder if, I wonder how different It'll be when You might Find a bit more space well, I'd be very surprised Like if Neil Lennon Comes in And Plays for a point And packs that defence So you would think Hibs will play The same way they've played Against Celtic In the last season um, Which means Open expansive football And trying to get the best Out of their creative players However What you say If Celtic You know Have been a bit stuffy Going forward Have struggled to break teams down But you've seen last Sunday When they do get space And St Johnson Gave them far too much space The quality of the, those players Can expo- exploit that Can create can you know run past people and score goals like James Forrest did? You know can pass their way through teams like Tom Rogic did in a number of occasions. If you give these guys time and space, they'll cut you open. So that's how it's it's just set up for an absolute classic game. Uh, for a Celtic point of view, defensively, I mean they'll have to be, you know, a lot tighter than they have been in, in certain occasions because the pace that Hibs. Mark, pose well, is a big threat Yeah, well, it'll be very interesting And I, I witnessed it at uh, Easter Road And I thought Hibs tactically were brilliant They let Celtic play from the back And then all of a sudden Everybody went and squeezed them And I'm sure it was Lustig in the right back position Gave the ball away Hibs went in and scored a goal Neil Lennon works on his tactics When mm. he plays against Celtic And he'll have them well drilled 
Uh, but I'm with Mark. I think Celtic at home now, they're starting to up the gears a little bit. I'll be very surprised, but I think we'll get goals. Right, thanks to Alec on the line. Anthony's on Twitter looking forward to the game. Both teams will try and win the match instead of the usual 10 men behind the ball when we see every other team coming to Celtic Park. I expect a hard game, but we can win it. Gary's a Celtic fan in Govan. What do you think of the challenge this weekend, Gary? Absolutely. Think it'll be a tough game. A very tough game, definitely. Um, um, he knows his he knows his game. He's a top man, top manager. Um, and I'd also just like to say that I think Gaza should be invited into the Scottish Hall of Hall of Fame as a football player. I don't care what he does outside the outside the game, but in the game, he's Rangers' best player ever, in my opinion. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I, I, at the moment, it looks like that situation's sort of been put to bed. Um, Gaza had a, a bit of a joke. Bernard Loudrop, Gary. Oh, I like Loudrop, but um, I, I like Gaza because he's the right attitude. Yeah. Ah, but well, Gaza, terrific player, brilliant. But Loudrop was the was the the top Rangers player for for me in that sense. I, I would go with Gaza. Would you? Yeah, yeah. I just, it was something special. I'm not really sure how we got back to this. But yeah, anyway, uh, we will watch this space but, to see if what, that situation Gary's develops. I mean, top manager knows his stuff. Neil Lennon. He, I mean, he certainly does know his stuff and. You know, watching him go to Ibrox as well last season And you're thinking, how would he react to the crowd And, you know, would he get caught up in it? And he loves that bit of it And he gets so much attention for that bit But people tend to forget about the tactics uh, and, and the performance that his team put on uh, In days like that Where so much scrutiny is on him But what he's, Gordon says, touch on What he's actually worked on midweek To exploit the weaknesses of Celtic and Rangers it's, it's huge It can't be underestimated It'll be the same at the weekend Gary in terms of your own team uh, Going into this game Would you expect Lee Griffiths To you know, come straight into the starting 11 After taking that time off The international break I really hope so yes Yeah I agree I think Griffiths will start um, On Saturday You know that Griffiths is a mad Hibs fan But he loves scoring against his team Well there was a spell when he He didn't do it for quite a while Didn't he And then he, was it last season he yeah. Eventually Yeah, yeah he, 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 got, he got there But it's all about Celtic for him now As, as Gary says He's taking some time off To work on his fitness um, And let's see if he's benefited from that It'll be interesting to see on Saturday I, th- I think he will You know I mean I think there was a there was a few comments about Lee Griffiths and heard some people say, oh, it looks like he's put on a wee bit of weight. And if there's one thing I know about Lee Griffiths, he's, he's a workaholic. He loves working. You see it, you know, after games we've been in and done mm-hmm. at Celtic Park and the guys go in, the guys that started and the subs come out and do a bit, you see him working his socks off. And, you know, he just wants to get better and better. And I, I've argued and I've argued with Gordon about this in this show. I still think Lee Griffiths is Celtic's number one striker. So I think it's a, a even when huge, Dan Bailey was there. Huge. Well, we argued. We argued. It's not there. We argued. We argued last season about this as well. Yeah. Well, I no, say well, it was. It was between the two. Of them. <laughs> but anyway, I think him taking time off Scotland was the right decision for him and for Celtic. Beat the pundit with goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. It is time for Beat the Pundit Thursday night Gordon DL and Mark Wilson Both standing by One of you is going to have to take them on So give us a call 0141 951 1025 As always you need to be quite quick Because you only have until the news At 7 o'clock If you do fancy tonight's Beat the Pundit 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Board. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL into the second hour of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Uh, here's a question to kick us off. For the second hour We're going to hear from Craig Levine Some really really big injury news For Hearts today uh, John Souter and Uchi Ikpietu Out for months For the Jambo So my question is this How much do you think this will impact Hearts bid to stay at the top of the table We'll get to that after this Beat the pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Highlight of everyone's week Thursday nights beat the pundit You just never know What you're going to get One thing is for sure On the phones though We're getting Stephen Dennis From Rotherglen How are you tonight Stephen? Good day thanks Confident? No Not really? <laughs> well listen uh, At least it'll make his victory Even sweeter I, pr- I personally prefer A bit of fight and talk When they come on And say listen They're going to wipe the floor With these two idiots But fine He's, 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 he's low key I don't mind that uh, To start off Let's toss the coin Heads It's Mark Wilson Tails It is Gordon Diel You don't want me I'm in fire Yeah It's heads It's Mark Wilson Up against yeah, Stephen Stephen I hope you have Mark. a nightmare Stephen uh, Right let's give Let's give Mark Some uh, Clyde 2 So that he doesn't know What we are saying And we'll get the clock Up and running Stephen 30 seconds Head to head The secret is you can pass So if you're going to do it Do it quickly Your time starts Are you ready? Let's do it Who does St Mirren face In Paisley on Saturday? Rangers In which year did Queen of the South Reach the Scottish Cup final? 2006 Uh, Which club did Jim McIntyre First manage? Dundee United Which two Hearts players Have been ruled out For up to five months With injury? Christopher Vera And Don't know Pass How many spells in Scotland Did Mark Hately have as a player? Three what was the final score of Glasgow City's Champions League game against Barcelona? 5-0, Barcelona Okay, let me bring Mark Wilson back Mark, you with us? Yes Right, same set of questions to you You were? No, Stephen Stephen You ready? Aye Same set of questions to you, let's do it Who does St Mirren face in Paisley on Saturday? Come on In which year did Queen of the South reach the Scottish Cup final? QOS as you know them 2010 which club did Jim McIntyre first manage? Tim Fairman. Which two Hearts players have been ruled out for up to five months with injury? John Sewer, Ike Piazzo. Uh, how many spells in Scotland did Mark Hately have as a player? Two. Uh, what was the final score of Glasgow City's match against Barcelona? 3 1. I didn't even know they were playing oh, Barcelona. There you go. Andy, get the ball in, you were saying it. Stephen, what do you think, Stephen? You fancy it? No. <laughs> yes, well, Stephen. I think it's closer than you think. Let's think go so. through them. Uh, who does St. Mirren face in Paisley on Saturday? Was that a guess, Mark Wilson? Yeah, what uh, guess? No. His face was. No, no, no. Was, was it right? It was right. Unbelievably. Kilmarnock. So it was now, yeah. So 1 0. In which year did Queen oh. of the South QOS reach the Scottish that. Cup final? 2008. Yes. Somehow was Gordon DL knew it. None of you two did. So 1 0. Still to Mark Wilson Which club did Jim McIntyre manage first? It was Dunfermline So Mark Wilson goes 2-0 up Stephen I must say It was a bright start from Mark Because he goes 3-0 up Suter and Ikpiatsu The injured players for Hearts Don't know what you're laughing at Here comes the comeback Oh no is it? How many spells in Scotland Did Mark Hately have as a player? It was three So uh, Was it three was it? Stephen got that one right 
What was the final score Of Glasgow City's match oh. Against Barcelona It was 5-0 Stephen got that one oh, right Come on Stephen You should see his face Stephen he's absolutely Panicking here Come on A furlong to go Stephen uh, uh, That was the last this question This is in England Spain yep. That was the last England, question Spain. It was 3-2 to Mark Wilson Hardline Stephen just as well, I like you, Master Wilson. It really is. Cheers, Stephen. Unlucky, good attempt. Uh, at least after a fast start in this game. At you least know, somebody does, Stephen. At least somebody does. No. You give us stick every Thursday. Come on and get a ball against me and the mushroom. We are destroying everybody. Yeah, what was it you said? Not many balls leave this studio. Not many a few weeks ago, I remember it well. Here. I remember it well. And Matt's keeping his own ball now. Um, yep. Uh huh. Thank you. Made them. Um, yeah, moving on. I think it's not so much that you lose It's more some of the answers that you come up with Doesn't matter I'm thinking QoS, MLS If you win The list goes on So win isn't it? You don't You should just ask him questions about decades centuries and, and decades oh, I don't know that. <laughs> Yeah I'm, I'm impressed when I asked you um, What year Queen of the South won the Scottish Cup What did you say? 2008 You actually managed to to, to structure that yeah. uh, I was just going to say 8 Ask him yeah. what century though they won it Yeah what century is that? The... 20th <laughs> <laughs> He's not even joking as well He's not joking And now he's pretending That he is joking That's the worst thing oh, people do that Because it was 20 at the start He thought it was the 20th was, century oh, you know, I, was, I was kidding on I meant that all along He's just spat his coffee All over the studio oh. If the boss is listening He doesn't have coffee in here Honest I promise Oh my <laughs> god <laughs> Oh, right, let's hear a bit from Craig Levine, shall we? 0141-951-1025 I want to know what impact you think this will have uh, On Hearts remaining at the top of the league Because a huge injury blow today Craig Levine confirming John Souter and Uchi Akpietsu Out for around five months Two key players, long Injury layoff as well So Suter remember Got injured on Scotland duty It's a, a hip injury Ikpiatsu needs surgery On a foot problem Levine says it's a huge loss Ahead of an important month But does believe His squad has The quality to cope um, Well that's only Kind of negative for us Just now John will be Out for five or six months By looks of things um, he, Yeah He tore He landed awkwardly And tore the line in his hip um, Which is a blow uh, while we're on it, Uchi will be out for five months as well, by the looks of things. Um, this problem he's had with his foot, we've managed to finally get to the to the bottom of it. It's a really kind of obscure uh, problem, which needs operation. And we, you know, so uh, that's the unfortunate side. We've got uh, John and, and Uchi will be missing for a period of time. Um, it's frustrating, but I mean, it's just normal. You know, one of the things that uh, this business has taught me that. Um, expect the worst. <laughs> you know, all the time when you're when you're flying, there's there's always problems. So. But we'll deal with it. The good thing is that the our recruitment in the, in the summer was was good, and we've got adequate uh, you know replacements. Listen, any club in world football, if two of your main players get injured for that length of time, I mean, it's obviously going to be a blow. <laughs> yeah, and can, I'd, can, I'd how much of an impact will this have? Uh, how much an impact yeah. will it have on heart season? Do you think? Yeah. I think it will have a huge effect I know we can sometimes overplay these things When a, a star player or an, an, an international player gets ruled out But I just think when you lose You lose two of them at either end of the park You know, your spine of the team Where hearts have been so strong You know, like Piazza has been powerful up front for them Can hold the ball and do a lot of other things Suter, I think, has been magnificent at the back Not only in keeping the ball at the back of the net But the way he starts attacks 
I think it takes a lot away from Arts. Gordon just said there you take Berra as well, so you've lost two international defenders. Um, it's a it's a huge task to fill those shoes, and uh, I suppose the big test is the next game, Aberdeen, <clears throat> who have been continually the second best team for a number of years, um, who have went to Tynecastle and won before, so. It would have been a big mm. test for Hearts as it was But minus those two I mean you might just see Hearts's If there was a title chance Or title challenge Fade away I mean Gordon Injuries happen in football don't they But when, as Mark says When they're so long And for, for two main players How much do you think w- Will this Impact where you thought Hearts would finish this season Does it change it at all Or, or do you think they can yeah, it does uh, because three really key players, and there's nothing. Yeah, better into the mix. Yeah, better into the mix. Two centre halves, two international centre halves. Match Mark touched on. That's a big loss for a team like Hearts. Uh, and then you've got your centre forward who can score goals and and get you the victories. And he's an out ball because you're a big strong lad as well, and he holds the ball up well. So I think that's a massive blow for Hearts. And I know that you've got a big squad there, and it's an opportunity for someone else, but. When you're sitting up in the top of the league and you're saying everything's going well and then all of a sudden the manager turns around, the physios walks in, they're out for six months, it's it's disastrous news for Hearts. See if you add into that, you look at their last game as well at Ibrox where they get absolutely battered. Now I know they created chances, McGregor made a few saves, but Rangers you know, were really impressive, ran over the top of them and they wouldn't have been feeling great about themselves after that. Okay, they had an international break but then you're going into a ne- the next game, a huge game against Aberdeen. Another one that you think, that's, that's a real tough one when the fixtures come out and you lose the players. You know, that's that's a big ask for Craig Levine to fill that. And you want to put it past Aberdeen, go in there and get a result. And and bear in mind, Aberdeen do need a result, do need to kickstart their season. Tynecastle would be the perfect place on Saturday. Right, Paul's in Kirk and Tillock. He's a Celtic fan. Paul, heading back into the domestic football, you're looking ahead to the Hibs game. You've heard the Hearts injury news. How, how do you feel about the picture at the, the top end of the table? Uh, hi, guys. Uh, as you say, I can't wait for Saturday. I can't wait for the, uh, the, the league football to start back. Uh, I'm glad that the international break's over. I uh, can't wait for the game on Saturday. I feel that the Celtic and Hibs games, I feel that since Hibs have come back up uh, against any team, I feel that Hibs has been Celtic's hardest game. Uh, and I think the reason for that is Neil Lennon. I think the guy is a brilliant manager. Mark has played under him and played with him, I'm sure. The, uh, I don't know if he totally gets the credit that he deserves, but I think Celtic will win on Saturday. But the money he's spent... And the the manager he is, I think Neil Lennon is absolutely fantastic. Listen, we we know that relationship's obviously still there. Mark, the Celtic fans hold Neil Lennon in very high esteem. How much, knowing him as you do, how much though will he still relish going back there and, and trying to beat Celtic? Of course, he does. He, he would love it. Uh, I mean, that's that's just the way he is as a competitor at anything. But going, you know, he, he still loves Celtic. Everybody knows that. The fans still love him. But when it comes down to match day, it doesn't matter who Neil's playing against. He wants his team to win. And he he would have been preparing, as Gordon said, all week and all international break. He would have gave the guys a few days off. But he's had a long time to plan this game. And he's had a long time with his players on the training pitch. And uh, no doubt he's got his ideas how to go about this. And his ideas... Weren't that far away last season when they played. You know, you remember the game at was it Easter Road and they could have 
they could have uh, they were what seconds away from scoring that goal. It was a fantastic win from Lustig yeah. aye, and then you had the games at Celtic Park, and they eventually beat Celtic. I mean, he knows how to go about his business, and I have played under. I don't think he gets enough credit for his tactical knowledge of the game. I think everybody sees the fiery character. They'll love his press conferences because he, he talks from the heart, but on the training pitch, he's first class. And by the way, if Brendan Rodgers has to move on at some point, I wouldn't be surprised if he's seen Neil Lennon back at Celtic. Um, I, I suppose Neil Lennon obviously gets a lot of credit for this as well, Gordon, but I'm sure there's a, a bigger picture here various people who help out with recruitment and so on at Hibs mm-hmm. um, they have played a big part haven't they because you mentioned the games that Hibs did ever so well in last season against Celtic and, and everyone else you then look at this season they, they have to now do that without John McGinn without Dylan McGee mm-hmm. without Scott Allen and, and they're still <laughs> performing at quite I, a high I th- level I think that's why people are now looking at Neil Lennon at Celtic you've got probably the best players at that time. You had the biggest budget, you've got the best players. He went to Bolton and didn't have the greatest of times. He's come up to Hibs and he's turned Hibs around for me. They play attractive football and you're right, Gordon, he was building a side and then all of a sudden, three or four players are away. And he was moaning a little bit about the transfer market. I mean, Brandon Barker as well. Again, yeah. it, it was a loan signing, it was always going to happen, but I'm just talking about the, the, the amount yeah, of, and of rebuild. Players, and, and players that were important to his team. But he's he's went out into the transfer market, and this is where you get the, the you know the pat in the back as a manager. When you get into the market, you've got to try and make sure that your signings are right, they fit into the style of football, they fit into your side. Especially Easter Road, I love going to a Hibs game at Easter Road um, because they play such attacking football. They've got good pace, energy, everything about them, and they're a good side. And I like the fact that Neil will probably come, and I hope he doesn't. You know, make a fool of me here, but I'm sure he'll come to Celtic Park, enjoy it, and say, We're going to have a go. We're not going to sit back, part of us. We're going to have a go. We'll try and play to our strengths. On the day, I probably think Celtic will be too strong, but I think it'll be a fantastic game. Paul, can Celtic pick up where they left off from the St Johnston game? I know you hear this quite often that the the international break came at a bad time. Is that such a thing? Uh, if you're winning, if you're starting to win, they say it comes at a bad time. If you're losing, it's came at a good time. They need to. They need to be able to push on. Uh, the St. Johnson game was the time when we looked a bit like our old selves again. Uh, but they need to keep going with it. And as I've said before, this is where Brendan really needs to start doing his coaching because uh, we need to push on. I think we will push on. Uh, but th- this is this is now the the time in the season we're Celtic. You take it a bit of momentum. I think it's not too far away for the next old fun game, December. Uh, but I think we will. I, I really hope we will. I think uh, I think Brendan Rogers would have rather they just kept going. Uh, it was after the Rangers game where they were superb that day. The international break came right after that, and everyone thought they'll come back and they'll just pick up from where they left off. And Celtic found it difficult. You know, it might be different this time, but I think Brendan Rodgers, after that performance and the players even, would have thought, mm. let's just get the next league game underway and get going. But they've had a wee gap and they've got a, a tough, tough fixture to negotiate on uh, Saturday. Stephen Naismith says picking up the Ladbrokes Premiership Player of the Month for September proves he was right to come back to Hearts in the summer. He scored five goals during the month. He was obviously leading the line for Scotland as well. And he says he's never been more settled in his career than he is at Tynecastle. It proves that I did make the right choice. Um, I've, if you look at the way my 
career it was sitting it was in the summer probably not so much involved in the national team and and not playing regular to then come make this decision and start off so well um, fight my way back into the national team and and be involved in that then it does show that I have made the right choice and I think how much I've enjoyed this first two or three months of the season has been something that I've I've missed um, in the time that I was out. Is this your best run of form in two or three years you feel or, or when would you say? Yeah, most consistent. Um, but as I think going through your career I can look at a lot of spells where I've had great moments and that have led to first of all great memories but also success. So um, this is just another one of those and hopefully we can continue on and that success part kind of comes out again. A, d- a deserved award for September, would you say? I would say yeah. so. Um, just sitting here, when a journalist asks you if this is your best form for two, two or three years, <laughs> you, have uh, yes. you have to say yes because they've probably done their research and looked into how many games you've played and that. But listen, I think he's been terrific. He says himself at the start of the interview there, it <laughs> proves I've made the right choice, and he certainly has. When you get picked, selected again for your international team, and then you become number one striker. And then you add to that scoring goals for your international team as well as your club side. You know you've made the right choice, and I think it's thoroughly deserved. And he's—I tell you what—he's—he's he's needed now for his team. He needs to be a big player because the guy beside him did a lot of the work as well as missing. So he needs to stand up and be the experienced player that he's been for Scotland and all through his career. And he needs to—he uh, really needs to pull hearts through. It's whether he can do it himself. He's got Stephen McLean there, but it's a—it's a big ask for him. Yeah, I agree, and uh, he deserves it. Uh, he's had a terrific month, and uh, he's talking there. He just sounds a lad that's settled into a club he likes. He likes everything about it. He's an experienced player, and he's enjoying his football. Right, we've got Paul on the line. We're going to hear from him, and we're also going to hear from new Dundee boss, Jim McIntyre, next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's been a busy old show. We've been talking uh, Kyle Lafferty, been blocked from playing for Rangers. We've been talking about the SPFL taking back some of Aberdeen's tickets for the Betfred Cup semi final. We've heard from Craig Levine on his injury woes. So lots to recap if you want to get involved. If you have anything new to add, feel free on the phones or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Let's get the teaser up and running. Uh, we won't dwell on it for too long. Got some calls to take. Um, we're looking for. In the six World Cups that Scotland qualified for between 74 and 90, oh, no. a total of nine Rangers players were selected for the squads. So in the six World Cups that Scotland qualified for between 74 and 90, a total of nine Rangers players were selected for the squads. Can you name them? Big Derek must be one. Big Derek. DJ. Was one. 78 he went. Yeah. don't think he played, did he? He went, though. Soonest Yep 86 He had just Joined I think Rangers Hadn't he Um, McCoy Yes 1990 I'll take one more guess I think you're going to Scoosh this McCall No Actually We were going Stuart McCall Not as a Rangers player Oh right okay So had to be at Rangers At the time See I didn't know that well, if you'd listen to the question, <laughs> which I don't help, it did tell you tends, three minutes ago. Tends to help. Right, okay. I'll do the biggest clue I can give you. Right, Paul is a Rangers fan from the Gorbals. Hi, Paul. Hi. What's your point tonight, Paul? 
my issue was uh, with Gordon, his uh, argument earlier about um, basically talking about the uh, Aberdeen, Air United, etc., mm-hmm. and uh, the fans like taking their, their taking their children for a day out to the to to, to, to the Scottish Cup final or the Scottish Cup semi final. Yeah. Now, now I'm a season ticket holder at Rangers. I've got two kids. I I, I spend over. Four hundred pounds for my season ticket, and over near, near enough two hundred pounds for each of my children's uh, season tickets. So basically, why should I be deprived? Because I've lost out in the ballot because of uh, because of the issue with the Aberdeen tickets. I've lost out in the ballot, and why should I be deprived of taking my two children who want to go to a day out to a semi-final of the Scottish Cup? Uh, sorry, the League Cup. And I've never been to a semi-final of a League Cup or any competition before. But they want to go to a League Cup semi-final. I've lost out in this ballot. And we go to every every single home game. I go to every away game. And my children go to every home game. And I spend practically £600 on season tickets. And I've lost out. But yet, Aberdeen, you want to deprive us of tickets. Paul makes a good case, to be fair, Gordon. Gordon's point was, uh, uh, there's Air United fans mm. a few years back that he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Aberdeen fans this year, mm-hmm. they want to take their children mm-hmm. to semi-finals. Why should I be deprived of taking my children to a semi-final when I spend the best part of six hundred pounds every single year? Even when I'm down in third division, second division, first division, and I'm spending six hundred pounds every year. A loyal fan, Aberdeen are not loyal. They're united, I'm not loyal. Well, some I'm will loyal. be, Paul. Some my, will be. My children are loyal. So, you know, why should I be deprived of taking my children to a day out at a semi final when Aberdeen and they're united, etc.? Right, let's put that to Gordon in. Right. First and foremost, I'm disappointed for Paul and his kids, right? And for him, else it doesn't get tickets because I know as a fan, you want to go and support your team. Totally. With that. Did you ever miss out in the ballot for Motherwell tickets never, ever, cup finals ne- or anything? Never no? ever. I was always there supporting Clark and Amber. Now, the one thing I will say is Paul's in the same boat as the there's fifty thousand people go to Rangers every second week. Forty nine thousand, whatever, right? Just under fifty thousand. So if you turn round and say, Well, in the same breath, you go every week, you spend four hundred pounds, two hundred pounds. There's 50,000 tickets for you to make sure you don't miss out. What about the people that support and go up down the country that support Aberdeen and other teams? Are they no entitled? Yeah, of course. But I think Paul's trying to talk about limiting the pot. Of course, some Rangers fans are going to miss yeah, out. Everyone, exactly. everyone gets that. But Paul's argument is obviously about trying to minimise the number who miss out. Of course, we accept that some are going to miss out. But is I it not better to, to minimise it? I go back to my point. I think we need to look at home attendances and... You know, there you go. I mean, Paul's saying he's he's a season ticket holder. He pays a lot of money to go. Yet, he him and his kids could be robbed or have been robbed of tickets because some guy who perhaps maybe goes to one or two home games a year then wants to go to a semi final just to be the old glory hunter. Oh, my team's got a semi final. I was there to say I was there when Aberdeen beat Rangers or Aberdeen got to the. The Scottish Cup final, I uh, the League Cup final. I was there, and you do. You've got to feel for fans. So if Aberdeen are only don't averaging, fans. Uh, you know, averaging. What I mean, what must they average? About fourteen, fifteen thousand, if that. 
Every week I think the biggest one this season Was 18 against Hibs They got 20, uh, closer to 20 Against Burnley But yeah so, I mean, uh, average What, you know, what, is, what is wrong Mark With the way Motherwell handled it What is wrong ah, It's fair to everybody It's fair to You can't just turn around And say Because There's people can't afford 400 and yeah, 200 that's the point You're right. almost confusing The two issues That The argument is that Aberdeen didn't handle it that way No I'm, Well I'm saying that That's the way it should be handled and it made a lot of noise about it beforehand Saying, you know, demanding that they want to tap Well, you can't get half the tickets for Hamden If you can't prove you can sell them What is wrong with that? Where are Rangers and Celtic can sell them over and over again But what... Uh, right, okay. By the way, this is nothing new Because if you cast your mind back exactly a year Celtic played Hibs at Hamden on the Saturday And I don't know if you remember Alan Burrows from Motherwell was in this studio mm. And we were talking about all the empty seats And he explained that that was why Because on the Saturday they had been sold in such a way That it left yes. empty seats in the Hibs end um, But when the following day came around And when Motherwell got to subsequent cup finals But my, my argument's simple Gordon Just say to Aberdeen This is the way it's going to be handled The same way as Motherwell There's your tickets We're being fair to you You've yeah, sold 9-10 thousand Give us them back And Rangers supporters then Have got a great opportunity To take up the rest of the tickets What's unfair with that? Paul is that is, is that the way it has to be From now on Paul That we find some sort of consistency In how tickets are sold? Oh definitely Definitely But I do think I do, I do think the allocation Has definitely got to be The old for them You know It's just as early on the show It seems biased Everybody's going to accuse the SFA, the SPFL, whoever sells the tickets of being biased. But the bottom line is, we, Rangers and Celtic, have more season tickets. They have 50, 45 to 55,000 season ticket holders a season. You know, why should they not be, you know, first choice? Mm. So, Paul, what's, what's your idea of being a, a, a fair split then? Are you... Well, what you said earlier, Gordon, was you think somebody that supports your words, Air United mm-hmm. or Aberdeen, yeah. should be given a chance. Now, Air United sell what? 3,000? What, what's, what's their capacity? 3,000 fans? Uh, now, probably, I, I don't know just now, but probably around about that, yeah. Right. So, they sell 3,000. They've got a capacity of 3,000 fans, right? Mm-hmm. So, if they get to Hamden, they should be given... They should be given privilege of taking their children on a day out just because they've got to a semi-final. They should be given privilege over somebody like myself that takes my children and spends six hundred. But there's two clubs in the semi-final, season, not one. Even in the third not division, one, Paul, even two. In the third division. I think you're missing division, Paul's point. In the first division and I'm now in the Premier Division again. Now that we're back in the Premier Division, I should be deprived of a ticket because somebody that supports Air United or Aberdeen and goes to a game three times a season. Four times a season, they should be given priority over myself that goes to every single game, and I actually go, I go to away mm. games as well. So they and, and I, I can't get a ticket. I can't get a ticket for the semi final against Aberdeen. So I've 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 lost out in the ballot. You might my be able to get. Is, how does the process work, Paul? Could you get one of these additional ones? Well, uh, hopefully, hopefully now mm. now that Aberdeen have well they tickets back from Aberdeen. I'm hoping that I will get a ticket now. All I right. lost out in the ballot, and I went to the Air United, uh, I went to the Air United game at Ibrox. So you know, it's not because mm. I didn't go to the, the Air United previous games. Game yeah, that I've lost out. It's I went to the Air United game. I took my kids to the Air United game. So 
I'm hoping now that we've got to an extra allocation that we will I'll, I'll be able to, to get at one. least get a ticket for yeah. myself Hopefully for my children Alright, big thanks to Paul And the gorbo's going to end that one there Paul covered quite a lot of ground uh, I suppose another thing If you cast your mind potentially forward If Aberdeen were to get through to the final How much of a bearing will this have On the allocation they get for the final? Yeah, exactly um, I mean that's that's a bridge then We've got to cross But they've got to sell their, Look, we're having a go at Aberdeen here And rightly so because they, they have a you know, they have a go and we want it 50-50 But their fans have surely got to take responsibility here Aberdeen have historically had a, a big enough travelling support oh, they, travel the well. they travel well week in week out in the, in the league So where are they now? Where Where's this you know massive crowd now that want to see their team get to a final? Never mind in the final where they turn up and they put on their big stadium displays So are, you, is you would give them their attendance, their, their home attendance I would think so Right yeah. okay And if it goes right across the board You give say Hearts against Celtic Home attendance So it's 10,000 15,000 So when it comes to the final We've got 25,000 25,000 Yeah uh, What do we do with that then? Just hand them out get, Tickets get, to us And, and them, hospitality No but then listen Then you get then that's I not a problem what, That you're comparing No I, I tell you what Because it isn't a problem You put the tickets on Then you will get The glory hunters Coming along What we are saying is Guys but you might get genuine, The glory hunters gen- Coming along the semi-final What's the difference between Because genuine guys Like Paul who pays 600 quid to go Are missing out on tickets For a glory hunter If two glory hunting Sets of fans turn up And want to go To the final space for Then them. on you go Right, right. So if, if, if Rangers go through And they play hearts In the final The same problem's going to exist The same problem is He's going to Well hopefully He doesn't miss out mm. But hearts are going to be Entitled to their 25,000 Then they're not And they'll probably Hearts will probably sell them Right let me take one more so on the, the Let me take argument. another You're going round in circles To be honest uh, Let's hear from more On the teaser We're looking for uh, nine Rangers players who were selected for Scotland squads uh, for the World Cup between 74 and 90. You've got Derek Johnson, Graham Soonis, Ali McCoist. One. Gordon Jury. Must be. Jury in there in the 90s? Yes. Was he? Do you know what? I think he, I think this is meant to be to 98, isn't it? Yeah, because Jury was 98. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think um, it was um, 90, yeah. Sandy Jordan. Yes, yeah, 74. Oh, what a and 78. Henderson. No. 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 I did. What? Right, okay, we'll take another call and give you more time to think on that one. David Zanirdry, hi David. Hi, how you doing? Good, thanks. What's your take on this ticket situation, David? I I disagree with the last caller. Um, there's all this talk about glory hunters, right? So I'm from Airdrie, I support Airdrie. There's more people leave Airdrie every week to go and watch Rangers and Celtic. So when it comes to glory hunting, I have to say the old firm are probably the worst for it. Now, when I look at the allocation of tickets, the guy might be missing out and that's a shame, but Rangers and Celtic generally are going to be in more cup finals and semi-finals and most teams therefore are going to have more opportunities if I was a team who was in a semi-final or a final and I would want more fans to come along for an opportunity to win some of these fans back so the club doesn't just profit from that one game but these fans might actually get the bug again and start going back to games on a regular basis so that actually benefits these clubs levels out the playing field a little bit and I think that's just something that a lot of people aren't considering Listen I've got to disagree there I I don't believe that if a guy or a, a, a woman comes for Airdrie They've got to support Airdrie I mean how, If that was the case then what, We only have people from Govan who support Rangers And, and Parkhead who support Celtic 
on the, the glory hunting aspect There's a lot of people who grew up and are Because you come from a different part uh, A Glasgow or England to sport Celtic Rangers Doesn't mean you're a glory hunter If you go to every game and spend 400 quid in a season ticket And go every week And then want to go to a semi-final I don't think that's glory hunting I think glory well, hunting is where you don't go to, go to games And then go Oh my team's got to the semi-final I'm going to go Just because it's a big game no, I get what you're saying, but what gets people into supporting teams as a kid is, is the winning aspect, right? So people go and support the teams that are generally winning. And that, therefore, has always been, as I've known it and been brought up, oh, you're a glory hunter. So now we call people glory hunters because they maybe return to watch their team that they used to support. They've lost their way a wee bit. Their team gets to a big game. There's an opportunity for the team to win fans back by getting a bigger allocation of tickets. Some of these fans that then go, that might add an extra 500 or 1,000 fans to their next few home games which is brilliant revenue for those clubs and I think you take away the opportunity for clubs that are not Rangers and Celtic to win some fans back by reducing their allocation of tickets yeah they might have smaller fan bases but how is that ever going to change if we just always look at how we can prioritise the old firm I think we do that far too much we always look at how we can please the old firm and there's 40 teams in our leagues and, and it's only two that we generally ever talk about and it's always about how can we Make life easier and better for them But why, why is that not changed just now then? This isn't the first year we've had this argument Aberdeen, Hearts, Hibs I mean Gretna, Queen of the South Have all got to cup finals and semi-finals Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. see Air <laughs> Don't forget Air with does <laughs> But I don't see I don't see thousands being added onto the gate then Yeah some do to be fair Have you seen some of the, the, the crowds that get taken to these finals? No, I'm talking about every week. Every week. I thought oh, that's yeah. week. Sorry, sorry, every sorry. Week. I thought so you were on one off occasion. No, on one off occasion. No, they they do. They take up big allocations. But if the argument there is, it may inspire them to go every week and add five hundred to a thousand onto the gate. Mm. Well, I'm not seeing it anywhere else. Yeah, maybe that is a fair not a first year. How many Motherwell fans have been added to the gate after they reached two cup finals last season? Probably not many. Yeah. I'm sure, someone can give me exact numbers, but I can't imagine it's many. And in an ideal world, let's, I think it's a good. I actually do think that's a good point. In an ideal world, it would be great if that happened. You know, five hundred, a thousand get added on to say Motherwell or a Queen of the South. But I, I genuinely don't think it's happened over the the previous years. David, I'm just trying to make sure we get to the the real issue here. I hope you're not still upset with Mark Wilson because he was the Airdrie manager, are you? Oh no, not. <laughs> do you want him back? On that note David and Airdrie uh, We bid you farewell Right In the six World Cups That Scotland qualified for Between 74 and 98 uh, A total of nine Rangers players Were called up for the squad Sandy Jarden Derek Johnson Graham Souness Ali McCoyst Gordon Jury Yeah Mark just Twigged it there for me Sandy Jarden Surely Tom Forsyth Must be one oh, I thought that was the one You wouldn't get Tom Forsyth Got You've got that. three to get We'll get the answers Hopefully Next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results Every week Talk to Thompson's.com Wilson and Gordon DL Up into the final part Of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard They've got a bit of work to do On the full time teaser You know the, the drill by now We're always looking for your questions We'd love to get them on the show So full time At Clyde1.com If you think you can catch the guys out Full time at Clyde1.com In the six World Cups that Scotland qualified for between 74 and 98 A total of nine Rangers players were selected for the squads Can you name them? Guys like Sandy Jarden, Tom Forsyth, Derek Johnson, Graeme Souness, Ali McCoyst, 
Gordon Jury You've only got three to get I'll take one guess each I'll I'll go with David Cooper Yes 86 Gordon Dale <laughs> Do you not play for Rangers In that time? I'll crack yeah. the jokes What about Willie Johnston? <laughs> no Willie Johnston played? No What about Jim Bett? No uh, Andy Gorham has got to be one No So you've no? got two to get Richard Goff Yes Right you've got one more to get And you've got about Just under 10 minutes to get it So I'll I'll leave that with you uh, Tariq is in Maryhill What's your point tonight Tariq? Uh, good evening panel How are you doing? It's basically uh, You know About the Scottish SFA I mean uh, I was uh, saying to uh, Andy earlier on You know I was explaining that Basically they're missing the boat They've missed the boat Since uh, 1978 As I can remember uh, I was at Hamden with uh, Scotland to go to the World Cup with Ali's army. And uh, basically, I mean, ever since that World Cup, I really don't understand what they've actually been playing at. I mean, I, I, I've been trying to work it for a long, long time. That's 78, it's what, now? 2018, that's, that's is, 40 yeah. years. I think it's 40 years. Now. So I was only 10 at the time. Uh, I believed that we were going to win the World Cup when we went that time. And uh, I was one of the ones that was on the, uh, the was, at, was at the stadium the, the day that we left. And uh, when they came back when all the controversy happened over there, I just think they've not got their act together. They've really not got their act together because, number one, they made a scapegoat out of Willie Johnston, which is a disgrace, an absolute disgrace. He was an absolute legend, let me tell you, for, for Rangers and Scotland. What a brilliant player, Jinky, I mean. Yeah, well, Jinky, they call him Jinky Johnston for Celtic, but he was a wee Jinky for Rangers as far as I was concerned. To be fair, Tariq, I mean, we've made it, and I know things aren't going particularly well at the moment, but we've made a number of tournaments since then. Yeah, I totally, uh, but listen, I can only tell you, it's, uh, it makes a World Cup or a Championship, European Championship that Scotland get there. Uh, but I just I just think we're mis- missing something, a sort of buzz missing. Uh, uh, when we uh, arrived at these tournaments, there's no much expectation. The expectation when they went to Argentina was we were going to win the World Cup. No, and not. I was one of the ones that thought it was true. So I'm only 10. To be fair, we were unlucky. We, well, we, I actually <laughs> think we were very unlucky. You know, I think that. <laughs> to be fair, I think <laughs> the plane took off. <laughs> I mean, Tariq is right in that there's. I mean, I'm sure you're going to get a lack of belief and a lack of buzz when you don't win games and you don't. Get the tournaments. I mean, that, that's, uh, of course. Do you remember the... that, Mark at Hamden? What seventy eight? I, I find it hard because I still wasn't born then, well, so it was, it was difficult for me to remember. Tariq, <laughs> right? I've never seen so much excitement, packed ham, and he's right. We actually believed as a nation that we could go and win the World Cup. It was incredible. What chance, listen, what chances our generation got now to succeed or when? When that was the expectation back there to win the World Cup, you know, and and now, you know, we're losing against Israel, and where that just comes mere pressure, and people, you know, having a right go at the players. It's, I mean, I would just like to see us actually qualify for anything. Never mind have that bus parade and think we're going to actually <laughs> win the World Cup or Euro Championships. Uh, let's hear a bit from. Oren Kearney Thank you to Tariq and Mary Hill Oren Kearney St Mirren manager He says his squad Is so big They've had to split training Into two groups To manage the players Now the St Mirren boss Remember released guys Like Nikolai Brock Madsen and, and Hayden Coulson Back to their parent clubs This week But he says That the numbers Are still unmanageable 
and need to be reduced. The squad is, it still is um, big of number at this point in time. So um, we've had to split this training squads nearly in relation to try and get manageable numbers from a, from a, from a training aspect, which, which isn't ideal. And, and it's no disrespect to players who, who, haven't, who aren't on, on one side of the training ground, I suppose. But in the same stretch, I think it's, it's so important that we try and, and, and raise the standard and, and quality throughout. Can that lead, can that lead to, to friction when you're having to split the squad? Um, it possibly can, but again, you know that's again that's football, and, and that's the business that we work in. Uh, you know what, what I have to concern ourselves with in particular is the is is the the eighteen, or, or in particular, I suppose even the ten or eleven who are playing that Saturday. So making sure that I suppose that the numbers are right in all aspects of training are right, to, so that those guys can can function to their best on a Saturday. I think when you split the squad, there is always going to be friction. Um, unfortunately for myself, I've been on both sides of that as a player. I've been on. Uh, a squad of players that was regarded as the first team and have been in a squad of players that is regarded in the football world as a bomb squad who are just out the manager's pictures but you always get yeah you always get told I don't worry you can play your way in but if you're in the group let me tell you a 10 or so players and you're looking over and seeing 18 who are you know you know the starters and you're looking over it does cause a bit of unrest and I think that's a difficult situation for him to be in. Obviously, he's got another few months before he can really do anything. Shift players on uh, and I'm sure he'll want to bring some in but uh, that's a difficult situation when your no. numbers are that big. Mm-hmm. He's already trying to be fair. As we said, Brock Madston's gone back. I think five games, no goals, was it? Mm-hmm. Hayden Coulson back to Middlesbrough as well. We know that Oren Kearney, even though it's outside the window, um, has managed to attract a couple of players in Gordon so I mean balancing it up sounds like it's it's going to be a bit of a challenge I must admit for a club like St Myrna I find that astonishing you have 29 players I'm not sure the exact are, number but are, you, are you talking about kids in there are you talking about the youth team what, we, we don't know but he's got to concentrate on his 18 for a Saturday and Mark's right when you're a player that's maybe played with the first team, you get a sent away, then you start worrying what's the attitude going to be like over there, is he going to affect that squad? You get caught up in a lot of things a manager, you want to concentrate, the most important thing for for Oren Kearney is the first team. Getting results, because they need results. Um, he's not had a result since he's went in, apart from, okay, the 1-1 one, one draw with Celtic, but St Myrna will be looking for a lot more out, out of him, and he's got to concentrate on that, but Mark's right, January is a big window He needs to get rid of players And get fresh players in I meant to do this earlier Let's quickly hear from Jim McIntyre I'm absolutely thrilled You know It's a, it's a fantastic opportunity for me At a brilliant football club You know We have fantastic support And great history So You know We we know it, It's It's a club that You know Traditionally Have You know A really good support You know they're a, a support who Who want to be entertained And, and it's And it's your job To to try and make sure that we, you know, get the team picking up points as soon as possible. It's so important that we try and get off the foot of the table as, as quick as we can. There is, but there's no point looking to the future just now. We've got to concentrate on what's in front of us, and we've got two really tough games coming up back to back against the form teams in the league, and we know we're going to have to, you know, be at our best to try and. Uh, Try and get the results. You know, I think Livingston was a fantastic start. You know, and are up there in merit. So we know we're going to have to be at our best. Still waiting, of course, to find out the details of Jim McIntyre's backroom staff. It's usually Billy Dodds. He has a interesting relationship with Dundee, mm. having been there under Gordon Chisholm. Um, it's, it remains to be seen whether that's a, 
a relationship which will be renewed or yeah, not. I'm sure Jim McIntyre would want Billy Ray alongside him. Been a, a strong partnership for a number of years now. However, I'm, I was reading just things today that perhaps a number of the fans and, and certain people might not be happy with that. So that one's still to be undone. But um, delighted for Jim McIntyre getting that job because he's a quality manager. Yeah, it's interesting. And he goes to Livingston who are real banging for him. Gary Holt's not lost since he went in. Um, you wonder if Jim McIntyre, it's the old cliche, will the manager, new manager going in there, give the players a lift? Will it be a different Dundee team? But he's correct in one thing. Mm. He needs to start picking up results. Right, let's quickly round off the teaser if we can. In the six World Cups that Scotland qualified for between 74 and 98, nine Rangers players were called up to the squads. Can you name them? You've got all but one. Sandy Jarden, Tom Forsyth, Derek Johnson... Davy Cooper, Graham Soonis, Richard Goff, Ali McCoist, and Gordon Jury. That means you've only got one to get, and I have not even had to dish out any clues. This must forget, be an easy for, teaser. Forget the clues. Tell, me, tell clues. me when you want the answer. No, we'll, we'll, we'll wait till the tune gets near the end, and then I'll give you the answer. I, I hope he's got this wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you to right to the end, and then you produce you a wrong me, answer. Yeah, no, I've nah, got go the for right it now. Answer. Go. Morris Johnson Well done 1990 You are correct Excellent. Uh, Thank you to Mark Wilson And Gordon DL For joining me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Big thanks for all the calls And tweets And for your company In general We will be back Tomorrow night At 6 o'clock Your big weekend preview Starts in the company Of Hugh Keevans And Craig Beatty Tomorrow night Stay where you are In the meantime though Because Callum Gallagher Is up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com.